Thank you guys so much for listening to the Family Worship Center podcast. This podcast is our weekly messages that happen at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday here at Family Worship Center. Don't forget to check out our website at myfwc.tv and follow us on all social media. If one of these messages touched you in some way, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us on our website or on any of our social media pages. Simply put, we exist to partner with God in changing the quality of families' lives. We hope you enjoy this message. We really appreciate our Solution Youth Band. They've done a great job today, and just the presence of God is here, and we're just so thankful for... Excuse me here, let me get my stuff straight. Just so thankful today that you're tuning in, and we're, we're just... So happy to be a part of what God is doing in this time. And uh, I'm Pastor Pat. This is Family Worship Center, Carrollton, Kentucky. And on behalf of our family believers who are tuned in now and other people who maybe have never heard of us or seen us, we welcome you today to just sharing the word and being online. It's a new place for us. Uh, We've we've never done this before, but God's able to help us, and uh, we're going to have a great time in the word. So I just want to start off in prayer. Amen. And I just want to if you'd pray with me. Thank you, Father, for today. I thank you, Lord, what you've started in the earth in this recovery mode of what's going on with this virus. I thank you, Lord, your word is well able. Your spirit is well able. Your grace is well able to turn situations around. Father, we thank you today. What was meant for evil, you're turning into good. And we thank you the church is taking her place and she's rising up to be the leader in the earth today with your spirit and your grace upon it. And we just give you praise today in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, hello, this is Family Worship Center, Carrollton, Kentucky. I'm Pastor Pat Butcher, and on behalf of our church plants and all of our church family, we say hello to you today, and we're thankful that you're listening in. Well, did we ever think we would be a part of this? Did we ever think we would wind up here today and even register in our minds that schools are closed down, businesses are shutting down, um, people are being encouraged to stay home, lines at stores, all kinds of different things are happening, and I never dreamed, and I probably could say you guys never dreamed this would be happening, but it is, and the Bible tells us to fear not. One of the things I want us to remember today is 95 times in the Bible, in the Old and New Testament, it says to fear not. And I hope you would say right now out loud with me, fear not. Because this is not the first time a situation of this magnitude has happened. God has been through so many things and so many situations before. And we're going to be dealing with today some things we can do to push fear out the window. And we're all here because of a virus named Corona. And uh, uh, it, uh, I guess according to instructions and thoughts of uh, where it came from. I guess it originated in China. Really not important where it originated from. It's really important on seeing it stop its tracks of destruction. And uh, the virus can leave a lot of things in its wake, a lot of fear, a lot of situations, and even some death. And a virus that has put much of the world on hold today. The world's not the same. Uh, We're recording live from church. There's only a handful of people here with us today. I'm looking out at the empty main artery in and out of our town. There's hardly any cars going to and fro. Everything 
has changed because of this virus. You and I have been affected greatly with this virus, but I'm not denying the natural situation. All the deaths around the world, all the confirmed cases, I'm I'm not going to deny those things, but I'm going to talk about something else right now if you'll bear with me. I would like to talk about another virus. This virus has been been on the earth from the beginning of time. This virus is also transferable by close association. This virus can also lead to destruction. It can also lead to leaving you and I paralyzed and eventually head us toward death. It is more powerful than all the viruses that the earth has ever known combined. And it is the virus of fear. I want to talk today about fear and what fear is doing in our nation, in our world today. I am not negating by any means the situation, what's going on with the virus. But it seems to me the virus of fear is far larger than the virus of corona. Fear can make situations look bigger than they are and seem to be badder than they are. And yes, we're in a troubled, tormented time, a time that has people frightened, people perplexed, and people confused. This reminds me of situations in our nation before. Back during the Great Depression of the 30s, you know, everything just went out the window. All money's lost its value. Stocks were worth nothing. People had trouble eating. And there came a president along, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who, by God's grace, installed some things that helped turn the situation around. And he had fireside chats. People would gather by the radio before the time of television, and he would encourage the nation that we're going to make it through. We're going to come out the other side. I want this morning you to be encouraged And I'm old enough to be a grandpa, and I want you to be encouraged that we're going to make it through. We're going to come out the other side by the grace and the power of God. We're going to do it, but the quicker we can do it is dealing with fear. Also, in the time of World War II, when Germany was bombing London day after day and night after night, Winston Churchill stood up and encouraged people and said, we will never, 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 never quit. We will never give up. And I encourage people today to begin to look at this thing as a building block to move forward, to see our nation returning to the presence and the power of God, to see this nation returning to the godly nation that many my age grew up in. So these these great men of God put in a particular place to help encourage and strengthen and guide people through dark times. We have people like that today. We're here in church today with all the people not here, simply because we're honoring the authority of our president, the authority of our governor, the authority of our medical people. Our front line on the medical front, we need to pray for them. I'm sure they're overworked. I'm sure they're tired. I'm sure they're short of supplies at time. But we need to pray for that front line that is engaging what is happening on the very first acquaintances of the disease coming into situations and places. Pray for them. Pray for our president. Pray for all those involved. Pray for our vice president. Pray for our governors. Pray that people would make the right decisions. There's a natural thing to everything. There's a natural side. There's a spiritual side. And this morning, I want to encourage you to do the natural. We need to continually wash our hands, disinfect our our homes, do the best we can. We need to distance ourselves the best of our ability, and we need to stay away from other masses of people. We just need to do what we have to do to live. Go to the grocery store, 
go to the doctor, things of that nature. And if you're still able to work, and we're blessed in an area here where we have a lot of plants that are specialized and are still working, we have a lot of people shut down, like our restaurants are just a drive-in situations now. We have some small businesses that have slowed down. I just encourage you to be aware of each other. Jesus was a master of helping people take care of fear, and I'm just thankful today the Bible tells us that these things would happen, like pestilences and diseases and earthquakes and rumors of war. He said, but let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled, and that is a decision that we can have ourselves. I choose today, I'm not going to let my heart be troubled. I'm going to trust in a Father who loves me more than I can imagine. I'm going to trust in a Father who provided His own Son for your and my salvation. I'm going to trust in a Father that's already seen the beginning from the end. You know, I was blessed and graced to have my brother and my sister, a wonderful mother and father. Our Father's in heaven. he soon be there 12 years, earthly time. And he was no means not perfect in every way, but he was a good, good father. He was a great provider. He, was, he loved my mother, and he loved us, and he just was a great friend to so many, great family man. Um, and, and I carry a knife in my pocket just about every day. This knife was the last knife my dad had. And I, I carry it to remind me of how faithful he was, how hardworking he was, how much he loved us, and a good name he left upon the earth. But it's just a knife, and it just brings some simple blessing to my heart and a smile to my face. But it doesn't even compare to compare how much Father God loves you and me, how much that His love will never fail us or forsake us. It doesn't compare that God has instilled angels to follow us in this life, to watch over us, to protect us, to help us walk out the praises of God and walk out the Word of God. Now, you, you might not carry a knife to remind you of your earthly father, but you can carry the Word of God to remind you of your heavenly father. You can carry the Word of God in your heart. You can carry the Word of God in your mind, and then it's going to affect your body. This is a turning point for the church. I believe the church of Jesus Christ will never be the same. This is a time that the nation in my lifetime has never been this exclusively affected. Now, 9-11 was a troublesome time. 9-11, we had terrorists come into our land, into our airspace, and kill and destroy. And we were, our hearts were bent and our hearts were troubled and pierced because of the pain of that. And it affected us and it stirred us and made changes in us where we have all kinds of systems now and all kinds of checkpoints to help us be safer. But it did not affect the whole nation like this is. It did not bring this level of fear where everyone and every life has changed. Our schools were not let out forever. There were not lines in the grocery stores. There were not fear of losing our jobs and getting laid off and what am I going to do. It's a different type of fear. And I'm not trying to compare one to the other, but I will tell you this. Fear will paralyze you where you'll be afraid to ever move again. And the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Boy, if we ever needed a sound mind, it's today. We need to make godly decisions. We don't need to be pressurized by fear. I'm sure the enemy's already told you several things that it's never going to get better. I'm sure the enemy's already spoken to you that you're going to lose this or lose that. 
I'm sure the enemy's spoken to you that you're just next in line to get the virus. The enemy is a liar and there's no truth in him. And Jesus has destroyed the power of his lies. We just have to believe that. Because today we have one major choice, and the choice is are we going to choose to continually be caught into the fear, or are we going to start releasing the faith that God has put on the inside of us? Fear will cause torment. It will cause us to not sleep. It will cause us to be hoarders. It will cause us to be mean. It will cause us to live in tremendous fear of everything. Fear keeps us looking at the problem. But faith keeps us looking at the promises of God. There's a huge difference in that. Fear has us looking at what the problems are. And every day, listen, it's easy to get up and see who died overnight. It's easy to turn on the TV and turn on our laptops and see what country lost who and what's happened. It's easy because we're people of information. But I challenge you to change the dial on what you are listening to. And I challenge you to turn toward faith and be instilled in faith and be built up in faith because we can't do anything about the numbers till we change what's in our heart. And if we change what's in our heart, we'll change what we say. And the Bible is full of scriptures on what we can say during this time. And we can begin to speak over our families and over all that we're called to serve and be a part of. And I just encourage you today that we're going to move the needle from fear to faith because we're going to be looking at the promises of God. You know, I know how it feels. You, our kids are home. Everything's strange. Uh, you know, work has slowed down or people have been let off of work or cut their hours. And I'm going to encourage you today that what God has started in you, He's going to, he's going to finish. And I want to encourage you today that faith will declare what God says about the situation. This is not the end. If you'd say that out loud with me, this is not the end. Faith declares all things are possible with God. Faith declares and provides for us protection and healing. And they come through the name of Jesus and by the stripes of Jesus, we can walk in health. I want to read some scripture to, to you today from the 91st Psalm. If you've got your Bibles, that would be great. And uh, I just want to read out loud what the scripture says from the 91st Psalm, and listen what, what it says to us. Verse 1, He or she who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We get to be under something. You know, whatever you have, whatever you have confidence in, or whoever you have confidence in, it'll bring comfort. My confidence today is in God Almighty. And I thank God for what we're doing as a nation, but I'm going to tell you something. If we could have figured this thing out quicker, we'd already done that around the world. And I'm thankful for everybody's doing it. Our confidence is God is going to use people to help come up with a vaccine and a cure. But I'm telling you, there's a cure already available, and his name is Jesus. It says, I will say to the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I will trust. Surely, verse 3, he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. In other words, the troubles coming at us. We have an enemy. His name is Satan. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus destroyed his power and authority when he arose from the dead and made an open show of him publicly. But the, the issue is a lot of people don't know that. They don't know that Jesus won all what the enemy had stolen back for us. And then we can have life and have it more abundantly. 
Living under the virus of corona and the virus of fear is not an abundant life. It's not a fun life. But it can be a life full of faith if we will begin to declare and say what God says. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. I don't know if you're listening to me today and you've never seen a hen and her chicks. I don't know if you, you know, in the city, of course, we have some hens and chicks in the city now, or if you was raised on the farm, but I tell you, one thing will be violently ferocious toward you, and that's a hen protecting her chicks. They'll peck your head off. I've been there, done that as a child. You grab a baby chicken, the hen will run you down and peck you. I'm telling you, Father God is bigger than a hen, and Father God is willing to and wants to peck and come against all enemies against us, and he just wants us to line up in faith. He says, his truth, shall be, his truth shall be your shield and buckler, protect you. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night. Terror by night. How many people are going to bed in America now afraid? How many of us are fighting fear when we go to sleep? How many are concerned about our children? How many are concerned about our husbands and wives and our families and friends? And the Bible says we don't have to be afraid. Because listen now, listen. Fear is a choice, just as faith is a choice. They're a choice, and that's why I'm talking about tuning in. I'm not saying don't tune in. We don't get information about what's happening in the natural. But I'm talking about tuning in to faith where all things are possible with God. I'm talking about tuning in where confidence in God will bring you comfort in your heart. And it says this, verse 6, Nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, and one translation of that is disease, nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. You know, every day we hear more and more what's happening, how bad it can be, how bad it could be. And look what the Bible says here. It says, a thousand may fall by your side, and I'm believing that's not going to happen in our nation. Believe with me we're not going to have the results of Italy and China and all these places. Believe with me with what God has given us in the natural and what we can do in the spiritual is going to curb the deaths. And I know you'll believe with me and rapid recovery for all those who are fighting it right now and peace for those who have lost loved ones. But it says, it shall not come near you. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand but it shall not come near you. Why? Because you're covered by a shield and buckler of God. Why? Because faith is over you and your household. How come that's happening? Because God is larger than the problem before you. Because you surely, surely trust Him. And verse 9 says, Because you've made the Lord who is your refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. Verse 10, No evil shall, depart, no evil shall come upon your place. No evil shall shall come before you, and nor shall there be any plague, disease, come near your dwelling. How's that come? By putting God first, by being in His presence, by allowing Him to oversee our entire life and to running into the cleft of the rock. For He shall, he shall give His angels charge over you. In other words, they're directed to protect you, to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up. I mean, God has given us so much grace in times of trouble. And I want to encourage you today that we're going to move from the spirit of fear into the moving of the spirit of faith. Now, faith comes by, faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. Every time you hear the Word of God, you see it, you read it, you hear it, faith grows. Every time, even so you might hear it over and over and it becomes repetitive, every time you hear it, faith grows. Your faith is growing today, whether in your living room, your truck, out in your shop, maybe even at work. 
Your faith is growing today because you're hearing the Word of God. And when faith is released from a heart that believes through our talk and through our walk, I'm telling you, your life will change. And faith does come by hearing and hearing and hearing by the Word of God. But you know how fear comes? Fear comes by hearing and hearing and hearing by what the world says. That's how fear comes. Listen constantly. I promise you this. If you or I will constantly just listen to the facts and sometimes overrated facts of what's happening in the earth and don't listen to any faith, it will shadow or try to drown out your faith. And you begin to say what everybody else is saying. Well, I guess it's just a matter of time till it comes to my house. You know, Joshua said, as for me and my house, we're going to what? Serve the Lord. I tell you what, we can serve the Lord by serving Him in faith and believing what He says and speaking over our family, our homes, our lives, our jobs, our businesses, speaking over our nation, our states, our local people. I'm telling you, we're going to build ourselves up. God sees this dilemma. He sees what's going on in the world. He sees what's going on in our nation. He sees what's going on in our families. He sees even what's going on in our individual lives. All the stuff that's confused and distorted and lost time and wages and kids home and fears and uncertainties. He sees that. But he tells us in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, he says, why don't you tune in to the promises of mine? Why don't you open your eyes and your ears to the promises of mine? You know, I prayed with a businessman, and right now, according to all the facts of the earth, he should be shut down, he and his, his wife. But we're praying for a particular job a week that will more than take care of all of his bills all their bills, and it just takes somebody to make a call and say, you know what, I need a roof replaced. And he's already had two of those, and I believe there's going to be more roofs to be replaced. Amen? Listen, you and I can chart our recovery time with our words. We can chart what God says about us. We're, we're in this world, but we're what? Not of it. So if we're not of it, we can learn how to live in faith and, and push, push against fear. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct, smooth, and straighten out our paths. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. God, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know how to do with this. God, I don't know what's going on. And he will straighten, smooth, and direct our paths. Our paths need to be straightened and smoothed out today. Our paths individually, our paths as a nation, our paths in so many ways need to be straightened out. We need to release faith today and hope. And you know what? You can release faith even if you still fight fear, you and me in our hearts. I want to quickly cover two examples of pure faith in the Bible and two of my favorite true stories of the Bible. And in Luke chapter 8, there was a man named Jairus, who was a ruler of the synagogue. So he was high up in the religious system. And he came to Jesus one day and fell at his feet. And he said, Jesus, my daughter is sick unto death. And if you would come to my house, I know she would be well. He fell at Jesus' feet. He worshiped him. Jesus says, no problem. I'd be glad to go to your house. Let me just say this to you and me this morning. Jesus is still making house calls during this virus. Jesus is still coming individually to homes and to hearts to minister hope and to help in all situations. So they started on their way to Jairus' house 
which according to historians seemed to be, I don't know, three to five miles, a walk, pretty good walk. But anyway, in the meantime, as they were going to see his little daughter, his only child, his only daughter, 12 years old, all these people started following him because wherever Jesus went, there were miracles, there was grace, there was new beginnings, and all of a sudden Jesus stopped because a woman had pushed through the crowd and grabbed the hem of his garment. This woman who had pushed through the crowd because she had faith, because she said over and over, notice what you say is going to come to pass. I just want to encourage you this morning. said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. This woman had an issue of blood for many years. She had been to many doctors, and they couldn't help her. She's out of money. She's out of time, but she's not out of hope. She said, if I can touch him, I'll be healed. She touched him, and Jesus felt virtue. We need virtue in these times of the Lord himself. Come out of him and healed her completely, and her fountain dried up. In other words, the, the blood stopped, the discharge stopped. And he said, who touched him? And they said, well, who touched you? Everybody's touching you. It's a mob following us. They're just going with us. We're moving like a pod, you know. He goes, no, somebody touched me in faith. Then he looked down, and there she was. He picked her up, grabbed her hand, and he said, daughter, thy faith has made you whole. She got her healing. She got delivered. She got life extended, life extended. And then... In the meantime, here comes somebody from Jairus' house with bad news, just like we're getting every day, bad news. And said, don't trouble the master anymore. There's no use him coming. Your daughter is dead. I don't know what feels dead to you right now. I don't know what looks dead to you right now. I don't know if you feel like you have no future right now. All I know is, according to the Word of God, what God starts, he's going to finish. And he turned to Jairus and said two words, fear not. Keep your mouth still. Fear not. I still got this. I want to encourage you today, plus the 95 times in the Bible, to fear not. Fill that fear up with faith. Dig that thing out like a wound and fill it with the promises of God and fill it with what God says. And he went. The little girl was raised up. He said, give her something to eat. Life was restored. The second story is an amazing story in John chapter 6. And it's Jesus teaching, and he's ministering to a whole bunch of people. And there's 5,000 men gathered plus their women and their children, probably 15,000. He taught all day. It's getting ready to get dark. And he said, they're tired. They need to be fed. And the guy said, where can we get food? Where can we go get food? We, where can we go get something to feed them? And then Andrew, Andrew come up and said, well, Lord, we found a little boy here with, you know, two fishes and five loaves, two very small fish, it said. One translation said small fish. And he wants to give it to you. And whatever we give to Jesus in this time of trouble, he's going to make it better. Whatever you give to him, it might be all you had. He come to that meeting by himself. His mom's not with him according to biblical history, nor his brothers and sisters. He's come there by himself. They think the little boy's between 10 and 12. And he gives his lunch to Jesus. And what Jesus do? Whatever he gives to us, he holds it up and he blesses it, then it's broken into distribution. And that Two very small fish and five loaves fed 15,000 people, and they were full. And get this, after it was given, the fragments were so many, he, he charged the disciples to pick up 12 baskets and follow him home with the fragments left over. Whatever God will use you and I to give in this time of crisis and to be a blessing, I'm telling you, it's going to fill what we had lack of. 
and it's going to fill things back up. And you might say, like the little boy said, I only have two very small. Matter of fact, one disciple said in there, they're very small fish, Jesus. It's not the size of the gift. It's the heart of the gift. And he took two small tilapia-type fish and five loaves and fed everyone. Isaiah 54, 4 says, Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with me. He will sustain my life in times of trouble. He will sustain my life. I don't know, I'm not a musician, but we've got musicians here, and there's a sustain pedal on the keyboards, right? And you keep your foot on sustain, it'll go forever. God's sustainment will go forever for he and he of you and I will trust him and honor him and move forward. And I encourage you to keep the, keep the foot on the sustaining button of faith in your life. As I close out, it's a new pathway. It's a new day of thinking, changing our fears of the unknown into trusting God our Father, who tells us to fear not, who tells us to look up for our redemption's coming, who tells us to follow his place and his plan. Jeremiah 29 says this, verse 11, My thoughts toward you today, in the middle of this virus of fear and corona, my thoughts toward you today are full of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected hope and a future and complete your purpose on the earth. God's not given up. God's not caught off. We need, to, we need to let the church of Jesus be the church. We need to arise to our place to be a blessing and help. Let Jesus guide us as the head of the church into a new place, into new arenas of trust and faith. And also to release the power of the Holy Spirit to be witnesses and help comfort us and our families, our neighbors, and our friends, and even, even our foes and enemies. What a time to learn again, listen, learn again how to give, how to be, live a life of giving, how to live a life of sharing, how to sow, how to barter, how to lend, how to love, all out of a gracious heart. Again, I will say as we close, this is not the end, but I believe God is calling the church to step up. I believe he's calling America to return to him. I believe if we will pray unto him, if we'll humble ourselves and repent, the Bible says he'll heal our land. We need not only healing from the virus of corona, we need the healing of our land back into the place where God once ruled and everyone followed him. This is not the end. This will have an expiration date. There is a new beginning. Faith and trust in God will always be required to live out a full and blessed life in this earth. And I'd like to close with, with this scripture in Philippians chapter 4. And it talks about how we don't have to be fretful or anxious or troubled. And here's what the Bible says. Philippians chapter 4. It says, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious, fretful, or confused for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God. Father, I thank you for the peace of God today, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The peace of God is going to guard our hearts and our minds. Remember, who you have and what you have confidence in will bring you tremendous, tremendous comfort. And one of the attributes or personality graces of the Holy Spirit is He's our comforter. And He tells us, Think, think on things that are true. Think on things that are just and noble. Think on things that are pure and lovely and things that have a good report. And if there's any virtue or anything worth praising, meditate on these things.
Let's learn to enjoy our time together again. Let's learn as families to be reunited with our... We lived at such a fast pace. Let's learn to slow down. Let's learn to be re, reintroduced to our husbands and our wives. Reintroduced to our children. Let's learn that we can spend time with them because everything's shut down from all academia, I mean, going to a place and still doing things online, all sporting events, all extracurricular activities are shut down. Let's, let's renew each day with new mercy. Let's look to him to be thankful. Let's find out some things about our family we didn't even know. And let's look to be a blessing to our neighbor, to our friend. Let's look to help others. Let's look to, to always be considerate. And remember, Jesus said this, My peace I'll leave with you. Peace that the world does not have or understand. And that peace is available for us every day. And as we tune in, tune in to the channel of faith, the channel of love, the channel of hope, and we get back into the Word and we get into a relationship with Jesus far beyond what we've ever had, I know that God's going to bring great peace and through prayer, great understanding, and we're going to be able to pursue our way through this. And as Jesus told the boys as he got into the boat, we're going to the other side. We're going to finish this thing. We're going in the other side. He forgot to mention to them it's going to be a storm. Storms are going to come, but I'm telling you, it's how and it's how much you depend and trust in Jesus of how we factor through the storm. And they got to the other side, and great things happened. You're going to get to the other side of this, and great things are going to happen. But I believe we can, we can disperse faith as we go and love and be a blessing to all involved in Jesus' name. Would you pray with me? Father, I thank you today for the power to live through storms. I thank you today, Lord, we can look to you who never moves. We, I thank you today, Lord, we can look to you as our high priest who has tasted all things in the earth and yet not sinned. I thank you we can boldly come to the throne of grace in this time of trouble. I thank you today we can move the needle to the station of faith and love and hope. And, Father, we can declare what your word says, that things will not come nigh us. We can declare the health over our lives, our children. We can declare over our communities and our churches what you say. And, Lord, I thank you today if there's anyone out there that needs to make the declaration of all times the greatest one. Jesus, I want you to be my Savior and Lord. If you're out there today and you need to come into the family of God, you, he's, God loves you so much. If you're ready to receive Him as Savior and Lord, if you're ready to give your heart and life to Him, if you're ready to commit your life to heaven, just say out loud with me, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. I give you my entire life. I repent and turn from the sin in my life, and I confess you as my Lord. And from this day forward, I will follow you. Father, I pray, I thank you and pray that all those that prayed that will follow you and we'll be able to connect and we'll be able to follow up with them. And for all believers today, I thank you, Lord, that the journey you started with us, we're going to finish and we're going to finish stronger than when we went into the situation. And I thank you the spirit of fear has no place in our life. In Jesus' name, amen.